chapter 4. So let's go to 1040return.com and do an example of how a Schedule C should be filled out. The program is designed to ask you questions so you do not miss a deduction, and the best part is 1040return helps prevent you from being audited by the IRS. Okay, we start on the homepage of 1040return.com and you can click on the button to begin your tax return. This is a sign-in page to begin your tax return. So normally, if you do not have an account yet, you would sign up here. This will take you to the page where you would create your username and password. But for the sake of keeping this video short, we've already set up an account for this demonstration. So, I will go ahead and put in my username and password to begin the return. Since we've already created a return on the first page, you will see an overview of what still needs to be done. So, let's click on the name and address and you can see we've already put in the data for this fictional return for Joan Smith. So, you would just scroll down and click Save and Continue. This page gives you an overview on how 1040 Return can maximize your refund. So, we just click Next. This page is for you if you have any dependents and since we're keeping this simple, we say that we have no dependents. So, we just click Next. This page asks about income, so on this line asking you of any income from self-employment, we mark yes and then click next. This page asks about business income and you would click yes on the question, did you own a business in 2013, then click next. Okay, so this is a screen where we add a Schedule C to our tax return. Go ahead and click to add another Schedule C. Now let's complete the Schedule C. First let's go and determine who this form belongs to, so let's click on Joan. Next we go to State and from this drop down list, let's click on Marilyn for this example. One nice feature of 1040return.com is when you do the federal form, it also generates the state return without you having to rekey in all the data. Next field is Professional slash Product Description. So for this example, let's type in Jones Daycare. The next field, Business Code, is one of the most important fields to complete. From this list of businesses, the IRS has calculated what the average business net profit should be. So make sure you select the category that most closely fits your business. In this case, we can scroll down and see there is a category for Child Daycare Service. Next is the business name and we will use Jones Daycare Service. The next couple of fields are for businesses addresses, so let's go ahead and fill that in as well. The next field is the accounting method. 99% of the people should use the cash method, so you can leave this blank because the default is cash. The next field is activity type. Once again, you can leave this blank if you are actively involved in your business. For H, we will say we just started the business and we will go ahead and check the box. Next is did you dispose of the business and we will not check this box because Joan did well and wants to continue on her business. Next line, we will just click no because we want to keep this a simple Schedule C. If you paid a vendor more than $600, you would have to send that vendor a 1099 for miscellaneous income. Next we come to income, so we would click yes because we received income from being self-employed. So let's input $18,549 in income 
and we had no returns and allowances and other income. Next, we go to part two for expenses. So Joan had expenses from running her daycare and we would click yes. Here you can see the different categories that will always be on a Schedule C. So, let's start with the first one, advertising. Most businesses will have advertising expenses, everything from printing business cards to putting an ad in the newspaper. So for this example, we will say that Joan has $387 in advertising expenses. Number nine is car and truck expenses, but we will come back to this. Moving on, let's go down to insurance. Let's say Joan took out an umbrella insurance policy in case she would be sued. So let's say that policy cost Joan $850. The next field that is common on a Schedule C is legal and professional services. So if Joan paid an attorney to draw up contracts for her clients, you can write off that expense. In this case, the attorney fee is $550. Another common field is office expenses that can be everything from computers, papers, toner, postage, notebooks, etc. So let's say she had $895 worth of office expenses. Let's go over to supplies. And Joan bought $249 in toys and educational materials for the children. If you notice, we bypass pensions, rent, and repairs. Generally, you do not use these fields for a daycare. With maybe the exception of repairs to your facility from the wear and tear of running a daycare. Next is tax and licenses and Joan spent $150 for a license to run a daycare center. We're not going to worry about travel and meals and entertainment because she provided snacks for the children. That would go on a different line which we will complete in a minute. The next item is cost of goods sold so since Joan has no inventory we would click no. You can see this paragraph here about business related vehicle information. This gives you directions on how to enter your information. We will fill this out in a moment. Next is other business expenses. This is your opportunity to list business expenses that had not been listed above. Let's click on yes. So let's talk about those meals for the children. Joan has determined that she spent $2,500 on meals for the children throughout the year. Next line, let's talk about her cell phone. Most people use her cell phone for business and personal use. So I recommend that you split the cost in half and we will use the number of $600, which is half the cost of Joan's cell phone bill for the year. For this example, we are not going to worry about healthcare insurance. So let's go ahead and hit save. On this page, we're going to click on review so we can input our auto expenses and our home office deductions. So let's click on review. On this page, we want to scroll down and revisit deductions and credits and click on this line. So everything has been checked no, except that which applies to this Schedule C, and then we hit next. Once again, on this screen, everything will be checked no, except that which applies to this Schedule C, which will be use of car and home office for your business. Then we click next. Now we are going to add a form for the auto expenses worksheet. In this field, we click Schedule C. I'm going to fill out the rest of these fields. Remember, it is always best to have a written log and you can download a free log at this link. For the field of 2013 mileage, we will use 
2,583 miles that Joan drove taking the children to school and to educational events, and since she works out of her home, she will have no commuting miles, so the final field is the total amount of mileage she drove throughout the year. So we will say 6,975 miles. 95% of the time, you're better off taking the standard mileage rate versus itemizing your vehicle expenses. The only time it would be a good idea to take the itemized expenses is if you had to replace the mortar or transmission. So let's go ahead and save this page. Now we're going to add the home office form. This is form 8829, which can be a confusing and complicated form. As with the auto expenses worksheet, you have two choices, either the itemized deductions or the optional method of claiming $5 per square foot of office space. So, for this example, you'll have Joan taking the square footage method. So Joan uses 300 square feet for the daycare. The total square feet for her home is 1,000 square feet. And we are going to click on yes for the safe harbor method to calculate our home office deduction. Let's click Save and Continue. Then we are going to click Next. This page is the wrap-up looking for any additional deductions. So, I've already filled this out so we can move on. We're not going to do a state return at this point as we will save that for another educational video. Now we are going to look at the return and see what it looks like. Here's Joan's tax return after all of her deductions. Her net income is $9,409. Remember, Joan started off with $18,549 in revenue. Also for being self-employed, she receives a deduction from Social Security tax of $665. So her total taxable income is $8,744. The number at the bottom of the first page of the 1040 return is called Adjusted gross income, or more commonly known as AGI. Moving to the second page of the 1040. Joan's standard deduction for a single individual is $6,100, plus she receives an exemption for herself for $3,900. So with these two amounts, she does not owe any federal income tax. If you look at line 55, the amount is zero. However, Joan does owe Social Security in the amount of $1,329. I always tell my clients to not think of this as a tax, but a contribution to your retirement account. So if you're going to be self-employed for your whole life and you do not set up any other retirement plans, at least you will have Social Security to provide for your retirement. Also, if you look towards the bottom of the form, you will see that Joan owes $24 for not paying estimated taxes. It is always a good idea to make quarterly payments to the federal and state. So at the end of the year, you do not have to write a large check to the government. So let's take a look at the Schedule C. Remember when you are done with your tax return, sit back and look at your Schedule C and see if it passes the giggle test. What is the giggle test? This is when you pick up a tax return and bust out loud laughing at all the ridiculous deductions. If you don't giggle, you pass. As you can see, the return passes the giggle test. So let's close this PDF and continue. It's always a good idea to e-file your return. Even if you owe the IRS money, 
you have until April 15th to pay the IRS. On this page, we have already applied for audit assistance, which is only $19.95. So if you have any problem with the IRS, we will help you resolve the matter. If you had to pay a CPA or enrolled agent, it would cost you at least $150 per hour. So, for $19.95, you can sleep well at night. This is the page you pay with your credit card, and then you can print out your tax return and e-file it to the IRS. Thank you for watching. We hope you gain more insight on why the IRS would audit a Schedule C and learn valuable tips on how to prevent it. Remember, www.1040Return is the most trusted software in filing a Schedule C and will help prevent you from being audited. So try it today for free at www.1040Return.com.